0: Just go to indeed.com slash blue wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about indeed on this podcast. That's indeed.com slash blue wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need indeed.
1: Um, so we don't know if this is gonna be like a mini episode or what we're really gonna do with this. Yeah, we'll see. We'll find yeah, out. But we want it to be kind of like a touch base corner, like update updates on um. What we've kind of experienced since guys have started listening to this podcast—should we call this like the New Testament? <laughs> the New Testament,
2: <laughs> yeah, so an upgraded Holy Bible. Like,
1: um, we want to read like your guys' stories and like mm-hmm. give advice and stuff, and then also um, we'll give you an
2: updated version of the stories that we've
1: told. Yeah, it's the New Testament. Yeah, some updates. Yeah, this is the New Testament, baby. <laughs> the, hell yeah! <laughs> New Testament episode one. <laughs> so. <laughs> a, let me crack this that'll claw. be our like
2: intro music yeah Just wait open let it me a get white a lighter.
0: <laughs> hold on <laughs>
1: Welcome to the New Testament of the Holy Hour. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that was a really good crack. Today. Yeah, that, that was a good the crack. The White Claw really came through for our <laughs> intro song.
1: <laughs> okay, update corner. So I know I mentioned that I haven't had sex sem- since September, and I finally had sex for the first time last night, Woo! and it was not good. <laughs> It was so bad. I'm so sorry. <laughs> but, like, he, we talked about it. He knows it's bad. And also he listens to this podcast, so
2: hey. <laughs> there is nothing worse than a guy that, like, gives you bad sex and then they're like, oh god you're a fucking animal that was amazing like, i just laid there
1: <laughs> like, at least he at least i didn't knew. just lay there but yeah at least he like knew it wasn't good right i know you didn't just, just lay there <laughs> <laughs> just, like, <laughs> just like i'm, I'm already tired <laughs> yeah. i haven't had sex i in just want months. this to over <laughs> yeah <laughs> i immediately texted amelia i was like had sex it was not good <laughs> she sent me this
2: text like bad worse it was so bad it was so bad i was like <laughs> Are
1: you, okay? yeah. Are you okay? Like, what kind of bad? Um, and so the guy that I hooked up with, like, we've been talking for like a few weeks now, so we were kind of expecting like we would hook up. He didn't pressure me at all, but he knows it was bad. We talked about it, it being bad after, and like, I think that this is like totally fair. Like, I think guys get in their own head, mm-hmm. and that's totally what happened with him. He was like in his own head about it. neighbors are celebrating something good for them (laughs) yeah good for you guys I hope you're having a good time please wear a mask though yeah um yeah we talked about he was too in his own head and he did listen to the podcast and he like so he knew some of the things that I liked and like kind of a little bit about how I was in bed and I think that that kind of probably like Made him overthink his performance, um, and then you know, like he also knows that I haven't had sex since September, so I think that there was he's was just putting a lot of pressure on himself. But it was just like not good, and I'm I'm like bummed that it wasn't good. But you know, at least like he was honest with me. Like yeah. we could be ca- candid about it.
2: But the, the self awareness of recognizing that it wasn't his best performance as well just like (laughs) being able to say like yeah like that wasn't i'm so sorry and not just being like knocked it out of the park again (laughs) good one yeah yeah high-fiving afterwards. high-five myself
1: (laughs) um but (laughs) so we had been like we like ate dinner and like um we had been drinking like beer and like white claw and i was like i was sober by the time we were like hooking up um, and also, I don't really like to have drunk sex. I like lose all feeling down there. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, I just am not as like I, I don't have a, as much sensory down there. Okay, but it's the opposite when I'm high. When I'm high, it's like mind blowing. <laughs> Anyways, that's a, that's for another time. Um, so we. Were, <laughs> this is so embarrassing. I feel like it's more embarrassing for him, but it was still really weird for me. He was like very like gurgly, like um like not burping, but like kind of. Oh, you could like hear it in his chest. Uh-huh, yeah. Like it was becoming a burp while he was going down on me. <laughs> I was like, "I'm going to tell everyone you burped into my
2: <laughs> his digestive system was like, "This is food." <laughs> yeah. He's like, "It's dessert time, baby." <laughs>
1: Yeah, so, so I was like, well, and then it, I literally made him stop. I think that was like, I was like, can, I was like, we have to stop. And then we were going to do something else. I was like, he like seemed so flustered. And I was like, do you want to stop? And then he was like, actually, yeah, can we? So then we stopped and
2: mid, mid it was a sad
1: day for both of us. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I give him, it is what
2: it is. <laughs> I give him a lot of credit for what it's worth being able to recognize that, like, he wasn't going to, this wasn't going to end up well for either of you, and so, like, let's just cut our losses and just call it a night.
1: I would rather, like, it be bad sex we ended early Mm -hmm. than, like, bad sex and, like, only he comes.
2: (laughs) I, yes, I just feel super disrespected when that's the outcome, when they come and then they're like, that was great, thanks. And then it's, like, uh, so, like, I think that being able to just be, like, well, like, it's going to take a while for me to come, and then I'm probably not going to make you come because this is bad sex, so, like, let's just, like, call it a day. Yeah. I don't know. I think that that takes some strength because that, that must have been kind of embarrassing for him. Well,
1: Andy's self-aware enough to, like, not, you know, like, I, I don't know how to explain this. Like, with the dry hand job guy, he slut-shamed you. And then was still like, give me a hand job, and still
2: ejaculated. Mm-hmm. Like, and then I never said how that story ended too. Afterward, I was like laying on the bed all sexy, like my turn. And he was like, "Oh, like, can, can you get dressed? Yeah, he was like, this is <laughs> awkward because like you're so awake now, but I think I'm gonna go home. So oh I, my
1: God. I, I'll
2: be better at making myself come anyway.
1: <laughs> I'll walk you
2: out. <laughs> I, can, I can tell that you don't have um, a lot of
1: sexual. Competence
2: probably, probably take a few seconds to find the whole the hole. sexual
1: competence of a saltine cracker.
2: <laughs> I so, think saltine crackers are sexier,
1: honestly. <laughs> just like dry mouth. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> I wish I could take I'm that not back. Not. <laughs> well, yeah. I so, t- so at least this guy like he had the self awareness to be like. Yeah, this is like not good sex. Mm-hmm. It'll be so shameful if we just like keep
2: going for the sake of just doing it. Yeah, exactly. And nobody likes that. nobody yeah. wants to have sex just for the sake of having sex. Like this isn't going well no. for either of us. So let's call it. I am sorry that it was disappointing though, because yeah. like it had been. There's September. been
1: so long. It's been so long, and that's why. And like, <laughs> not to be like too candid, but that's what this whole podcast is. I guess it's just like when you haven't had sex for so long, and you're finally in like a place where you're like. You know what? I'm happy with myself, and I am. All I want is just like kind of a casual sexual relationship. That's all I'm really looking for. So when you get to that place where you're just like comfortable and confident, and that you know what you want, you you don't need the like bells and whistles. You don't need the romance. Like I just want to get behind. yeah. <laughs> like I just want good
2: sex. Yes. So I think that there's we talked about this on episode one, like uh, this narrative around boys treating sex that way at an early age just like well I just want to have sex and women are the emotional ones that's just mm-hmm. and whether that's true or not that's what we were like spoon-fed for so long yeah so being able to recognize that it's like I don't need to be whined and dined every single time like yeah. sometimes it's okay to just want sex guys just want sex often so why can't we also just want to have sex for the sake of having sex
1: and I, and it's, like,
2: I just want to have good sex. Yeah. That's,
1: that's it. Like, yeah. I'm perfectly fine in my own company. I, like, don't need the romance right now. Mm-hmm. I don't have, like, I don't know. I just am not in a place where I want to be in a relationship. That takes, like, time and work, and I don't want to do that right now. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's, I think that's the only reason is, like, that I'm a little disappointed is just because I'm, like... I was, like, rearing to go. I know. <laughs> for so long. Yeah. Um, but, but, I mean, we talked about it, and, like, I think we both were disappointed. But I would rather us both be comfortable with each other Absolutely. than, like, you know, be like, I'm never going to talk to him again. Like, I'll, I'll, I'll give it another college try. We'll see. Yeah. We obviously asked you guys for, like, uh, submissions for stories or if you wanted advice on something. So we're going to try and put some of those into these episodes and break them down into like mini or something, you know? Yeah. If this is something you guys like, then we'll keep doing it. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, a test. A A-B test. <laughs> okay.
2: All right, so here's one. My partner and I are on two different pages when it comes to intimacy. I, woman in parentheses, literally don't care about sex, LOL. Like, I know that's so bad, but I think it's because growing up, You are taught through society that it's all about the guy finishing, and the women are just there to do that. And I still kind of feel this way. I also hate talking to him about it if I please myself or not. Sometimes I do, but could also go like two weeks without. But my partner, who is a male, would like to have sex every day, twice a day if possible. LOL, never happening. How do I get more comfortable with being intimate? I feel like it's such a bad question to ask two years later, and it sucks even more because from the moment we started dating, he is always wanting to please me, asking me questions on what feels good or what doesn't, why don't I ever finish, and that's so opposite of anything I've ever experienced before. I feel like this was just one big ramble, sorry. One funny note, the first time we had sex, my nuva ring came off on him. I screamed, oh, I'll give that back, so that was chill. <laughs> I love that last sentence. That probably oh, freaked man. him out. Like, why did this thing? Did you just lay yeah, an what egg? what the fuck is that? <laughs> did you just lay an egg? Oh um, my
1: God. This
2: is interesting. We actually kind of touched on this in our first episode too, talking about how um, sex ed has, like, thru- yeah, throughout growing up.
1: Yeah, it, sex ed has been very disappointing in talking about the realistic points of dating and having sex. Yeah, like. You're not prepared for to be pressured into sex, but also um, everything has prepared us to believe that we are supposed to just be a vessel. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, we're
2: interchangeable. Yes. I know. It's, like, interesting to read this sentence where you're talking about your partner asking questions on, like, what feels good and what doesn't and um, asking, like... You know, like, how he can get you off. That's something that I feel like needs to be normalized more. And I think a lot of women have the experience of, like, why the f... Why is he asking me this? Because we're not used to that,
1: I think. Because a lot of guys... And also, I'm a little bit... I hate this about myself, but I don't want to always have to tell someone what I like and what I want. Mm. You know? I want it to be, like, a natural... um, Like, I want it to click naturally. Yeah. I, like... I, maybe that's weird too. I don't think it's weird. Because there's it's a a, thing. I think we've all had sex with someone who were just like, oh damn, this is like really good. The chemistry here is off the charts, and mm-hmm. like, I know what he likes, and he knows what I like, and yeah. we don't have to talk about it. Yeah, like I think that's like everyone's ideal situation where they don't have to have a discussion about it. But if you're with the, if you've been with this guy for two years. And if you see this continuing, you do need to have this conversation. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you
2: should be enjoying sex. I mean, it's not... Some people just don't... This is, I think, could be like... Oh, this is like a endless conversation that we oh, could yeah. have because there. I think that there's a lot of things that contribute to whether you like having sex or not, and it could be like your past, or it could be like you might have a hormonal imbalance. It could be mm-hmm. literally anything, <laughs> But like being able to have that conversation with someone that you've been with for two years is important and necessary. If if you want to at least try to enjoy sex, sex should, if you know, yeah, it should be, should be something that you can also it, enjoy. It
1: should be enjoyable for both of you every time. There are a lot of different things that could be going into why your desire for sex isn't isn't the same. Mm-hmm. And I think it's worth looking at how do you sincerely feel about this relationship, because you might think in your head you're going to marry this guy but at the end of the day if you deep down know it's not a good relationship you ultimately know it's it's going to end mm-hmm. um, but also I would say it's worth if you examine your sexual past and there are things that are painful for you to think about that's worth exploring and if you have the opportunity to see a therapist it, that will definitely help you um just like deconstruct those those ideas and feelings around sex to a point where like it will be kind of hard but at the end of the day you'll be able to process it yeah and then have a more enjoyable relationship with sex Mm -hmm. and maybe have a better sex drive um and it could be a hormonal imbalance so there's also like supplements for women yeah to to help you like with hormonal imbalances or with Having a low sex drive, I've gotten ads for like um supplements for like women with low sex drives, and I was like a little jealous about it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like
2: they had Viagra for forever. And, uh, yeah, and it's covered by insurance or something. Oh my god.
1: Yeah. Don't <sighs> don't get
2: me. St- don't yeah, get me yeah.
1: We're we're about to be mad here. But um, yeah, there's a lot of different aspects, and I think those are all worth looking into. Like, yeah.
2: Um, it's there's nothing wrong with you. No. My yeah. God, I, I have actually honestly had this conversation with a lot of my girlfriends where we've talked about, we've like tried to give advice to each other about this exact thing. Like, why don't I want to have sex with my boyfriend? Like he, he is always wanting to have sex and it's definitely worth exploring. Um, it I feel also, like men just always want to have sex anyways. Yeah. They're always ready to go. I have this conversation with a lot of my guy friends. <laughs> like they, they are just like a light switch. But, um, we're a little, we're a little different. I think there might be, like, an an evolutionary reason for that. Who knows? I'm not a scientist, but I think there might be. There probably is. There probably, there's, like, gotta spread their seed and then go hibernate for a little bit. (laughs) I don't know. Um. (laughs) And women are like, are you,
1: um, mentally capable of, like, keeping up with me? Because this, like, a lot of sexual attraction for me is, like are you clever? are you witty?
2: the mental stimulation. Can, yeah. The mm-hmm. the
1: mental stimulation and the emotional stimulation are huge factors into sexual attraction. Yeah.
0: That's so fair.
1: maybe it's worth having a conversation like not when you guys are having sex, like outside of having sex, have like a heart to heart about the things that you want and also like I don't know, try experimenting. Totally. maybe you're into role play (laughs) yeah if you have kinks or something like now is the time to explore that Mm -hmm. and don't do not feel ashamed of any of your kinks like no yeah I've sold pictures of my feet to strangers on the internet so Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
2: yeah (laughs) I'll tell that story sometime I'm looking forward to that one (laughs) yeah I think also if if you look at this and, and try to figure out like ways, like avenues around trying to get to the bottom of this issue, if you don't want to actually do the work, then that's another thing to definitely look at. Like if you're not yeah. willing to explore, if you're not willing to have the conversations, then I think that there's probably a deeper issue there, mm-hmm. um, which then warrants some discovery in itself. Not, I'm not saying that your relationship isn't right for you. I'm not saying that that's something that only you could know, but I think trying to figure out within what could be causing this too is is definitely worth um, dedicating some of your time and energy into
1: so we've had a couple of guys reach out to us mm-hmm. um, that we've talked about that have ended up listening to the podcast
2: yeah do you want me to go first yeah so um since i mean have i only had one guy reach out to me that yeah i did okay so uh, uh, reese if you're listening i'll still fuck you up <laughs> i'm thinking reese is eventually gonna hear it <laughs> because we have a very strong line of people like one of my close friends is good friends with one of his close friends so i think it's gonna work its way down the line you don't know me you don't know i exist yet but we have beef yeah my guy this will fuck you up (laughs) she's gonna find a time machine and yeah
1: i'll show i'll pull up to your middle school evergreen 28 year old adult woman (laughs) punches 13 year old in the face (laughs) and i'll be like you know why (laughs)
2: He would.
1: He's so mean. <laughs> just do a little one of an underhanded little ball, bop. yeah, ball bop, <laughs> bop, it's a little tap. Little... You know why. Yeah, just you, enough. You know what you did? You.
2: And spit on him and leave him. hop back <laughs> in your time machine.
1: would <laughs> be like, what? I'd be like, respect women. <laughs> what <did I> do? <laughs> you better be careful when the <laughs> when twenty twenty rolls around, my guy. We respect we out here respecting women. We're, we're, he's
2: the only person whose name we've actually used. Too. I know.
1: <laughs> I, you know, I don't know what Reese does now. I don't know what he's up to these days. I don't either. I didn't really
2: know what he was up to before, but he was a model for a sec there cuz uh, why waste a face, you know, like that. He was, oof. But anyway, so besides um the potential of Reese hearing everything, I heard from Texas he <laughs> I keep talking to you like I haven't already talked to you about this a million times. But I got <laughs> It was thrilling. It was very exciting. I was so nervous. So Texas deleted his social media. So I was under the false assumption that he would never find out about the holy hour. But I have been linking it wherever I can. And part of that was linking it on Snapchat, which he recently added me on. And so um, like an hour after I posted it, I got a screenshot from Texas of the podcast and he said i'm about 12 minutes in <laughs> and i texted liz and i was like fuck, fuck, what the fuck do i do i was like oh i got it i'm gonna just distract him make him listen to episode one first and then he'll be too busy to listen to episode two but <laughs> then i went and looked and minute 12 was where his story started and there's way too much identifying information in there for him to not know exactly who i was talking about so I was like, "All right, well, enjoy." And he was like, "Well, no, wait. I like I want to talk about this after." And I was like, "This could be anything." And <laughs> while
1: all of this was happening, like we were working. So Amelia and I were messaging each other on Teams, and she was like, "Oh my god." she's like sending me screenshots of the things he was saying cuz I don't I can't do more than one app during the workday. So we just message each other on Teams instead of texting. If our IT department <laughs> ever looks through our IMs, we're going <laughs> to we, we'll be on a list or something. <laughs>
2: you probably already are <laughs>
1: um yeah so we're messaging each other on teams and i i was freaking out because i like
2: i don't know i was like this could go one of two ways it could have gone so south i could have gotten like an um, email from his lawyer with like a cease and desist it could have been anything so i was freaking out and then once he answered i was in a two-hour meeting and so i couldn't look at my phone and liz was i me like what did he say and i was like I don't afraid to look but he texted me and he was like novel coming your way in five minutes god my heart dropped into my butt when oh. you said that i was I, like- I was like i really thought it was gonna be like hey listen like this is kind of creepy <laughs> this is <laughs> I why was, my like, instagram's private I was like,
1: he's either gonna be stoked or he's gonna be like uh that was
2: kind of weird yeah it was it was one of the two there's yeah. no area for anything else there's no space so he um Sent me this actual novel. It was such a long text, probably the best text I've ever gotten. It was so thoughtful. He like broke down like how he feels about the podcast, which was all very kind. Mm -hmm. And then the second point was like all of these dating app things that dudes see a lot of, which I let him know in my response. Like we were actually talking about having a guy on for the dating app episode, but um pandemic pending we won't have guests for a little bit and also
1: like not to let you not to let you guys in on the secret but we're really bootstrapping it over here like I don't know how to add a third like person to this like (laughs) microphone situation wait that's
2: true it only has we only
1: have one microphone and then it like picks up on both ends Mm -hmm. like a back and forth and that's why it like Yeah. It's not like we both have our own microphone. So Texas. I'm Um, shitting my
2: pants at home and Amelia's shitting her pants at home. I was having a breakdown as I'm reading this text because it's like at the, like I was saying in the, in the beginning, he was just breaking down like things that he liked about the podcast itself. And then as the text went on, he was like, um, I definitely didn't see you in that restaurant. He didn't, he wasn't like, was that mean that you were talking about? Because of fucking course it was. Who else lived here we have one mutual friend moved to Texas and was on this hot dudes reading Instagram page. Like that would be a weird thing to have two of in my life. (laughs) Yeah. Um, so he's like, I don't remember seeing you in that restaurant. I definitely don't remember seeing you on hinge. Like I don't just swipe, but like I did ask our mutual friend who you were once you followed me on Instagram because I thought you were cute. Um, and I was like, tell me something. I don't (laughs) know. I'm just kidding. And then he was like, um my job is still in seattle so there's a non-zero chance of me coming back um but also i have a million miles on alaska and i would love if you came down to visit me and then he said <laughs> i won't wear sweatpants for nothing which was a callback to me talking about guys not showing up to show up in sweatpants. in sweatpants without the intention of having sex and i was like and he used so many big words in this text, which Liz is a writer, so she probably didn't even like notice because you, you are so good with words. But like, I was like, "Ooh," because he went to Yale, so I was like, "That's the <laughs> Yale using <laughs> talking, using that
1: Yale dictionary." Oh, oh my god. Oh my, <laughs> god! oh my god! Oh my god! He like knows so many words. I love an Ivy League. <laughs> oh, you know what? I want to go up to this question, uh, or not a question? It's like a comment. Mm-hmm. So, I had sex in my college business classroom. Now, I've been looking for more discreet slash open places. Discreet slash open is, different like, things. contradictory. Yeah. But, I guess there, like, there are, disc- like, something that's public, but discreetly public. Like a corner of a library. Yeah. <laughs> so, I have had sex in my college library. Shut up. Uh-huh. And it was, like, um, the door so I could rent out we could rent out rooms and stuff yeah so I rented out a room and the door had no window and I knew that but that like you're still in a public place yeah so that's why it was like super hot and I know he's listening (laughs) um it's uh Frodo John Misty oh my god of course I should have known that uh yes and it was so good oh fuck I hate that it was so good Actually, no, I don't.
2: <laughs> Sex in public just hits different. Yeah. It totally does. But, like, the up- the anticipation of being caught is, like, really sexy. I think that's... Yeah. Yeah.
1: Like, I, re- like, I vividly remember that experience. And it was, like, the middle of the night, too, because it was during finals week and, like, the library was open 24-7 because all of us are trying to get our final projects done and... Yeah, I, like, had reserved the room, and we were waiting for our turn to go in, and then I, like, lied about whatever project I was working on, just so we could fuck in there. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, we were there for, like, maybe 30 minutes, 45 minutes. (laughs) Uh, I'm so jealous. I've always wanted to do shit like that. It was
2: phenomenal. I, Uh, I had sex, like, on a lake at night. Like, nobody was around, which was still, like... Yeah, it's fun. so hot. We've had, like, I had sex, like, in front of, like, big open windows and hotels and stuff. Mm-hmm. And even just that, like, kind of aspect of, like, voyeurism is <laughs> kind of, like... The possibility. Uh-huh, of, like, maybe somebody's watching it right now. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But now I've, I've always wanted to have sex, like, in a library or, like, in an, in someone's office. Like, I want to, like, have sex on, like, a big, important businessman's desk. Just like a big conference room yeah. table. Yeah, like, I own this fucking company and now we're gonna... <laughs> we're gonna fuck. we bang on, <laughs> on the conference table. Yeah, I don't know what's so... I don't... I really can't put my finger on it. It's just the danger of it is really sexy to me. Mm-hmm. We, I don't know. Like,
1: travel sex hits different, you know? Oh, yeah. When you're not having sex in your own bed, mm-hmm. if you're, like, anywhere else, like... If you're at an Airbnb in another state and you have sex, there's just, like, something exciting about, like, not being in your usual place. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, we're at this romantic Airbnb and we're going to, like, have killer sex. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Or, like, something in public, even if it is discreet. It's just, like, the potential of, like, maybe getting caught. Even though you know you're not going to, but the fact that you're in public is, like, the
2: exciting part. Yes.
1: Yeah it us go gonna be such a good story later yeah i think
2: just anywhere out of bed like even having sex in the kitchen is like mm-hmm. <laughs> yes anywhere that's not in your bed yeah. like not the usual or just going down to the floor i was having sex recently and i was just like do you want to fuck on the floor and he was like okay and it was yeah s- just fun doing that get crafty like, like the floor next to the bed was even like <laughs> adventurous
1: everything off the dresser Yeah. have
2: sex there yes. like
1: it, i don't know yeah, have you ever had sex on like the kitchen counter? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That see, even that hits differently. It really, it, 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 mm. It's just like the I I think it's because like the idea of like you can't stop yourself uh-huh. from like ripping each other's clothes yes. off and just having sex. Oh god. That's, I love that. That's why it's so hot. It is. Oh, god. And it's rare. It's a rare fun. It really
2: is. I had sex in a, a bathroom at a party in... in college. Woo That was fun. That was like That's pretty... It was, like, one of those, like, college parties where there was, like, a line for the bathroom, like, wrapping around the place, and we are like, we're just gonna go in to, like, speed up the time, and we, like...
1: (laughs) A quickie in the bathroom. It, like,
2: wasn't very quick, (laughs) but it was, like, the danger of that, like, somebody could just, like, bang down the door right now. Mm -hmm. I love that. I just love that. I don't know. I have 1.5
1: updates. So, uh, with no shoes, aka Frodo, aka Father John Misty... Should we call him Father John Frodo? <laughs> Father John Frodo.
2: That's perfect. I was about to say, I don't Father know. Father John Frodo. He has way too many nicknames, but that's yeah, a one. Yeah, he has too many
1: nicknames. We're going to give him one. My friends have been referring to him as No Shoe, no shoe no, Man. Sh- no Shoe Man? Mm-hmm. Okay, so maybe we call him that. I don't I know. I kind of like
2: Father Father, Father John, John Frodo.
1: Frodo. I think that's really funny. It's good. Let's call him Father John okay, Frodo. Okay, <laughs> so I have an update on Father John Frodo. Um, We have not talked in six years, and... I I didn't, I didn't expand on this in episode one, but the way things ended between us was really hard for me. Um, he tried ghosting me and we had been like hooking up and like talking and we were clearly dating. We had been dating for like six months or something and then he tried ghosting me. <laughs> and then finally I was just like I don't care what you're doing You're gonna come over and we're gonna talk about this Cause you can't just like disappear, try and disappear When he came over and ended things He was like well You're graduating and I'm moving away I just like I didn't I didn't think that this would, Could keep working And I was like that's fair But how long have you even been feeling like this Like if you've been thinking this for a while And he was like I don't know like two months or something That's a long time and then I was like, if you had been feeling like this, like, why didn't you talk to me about it? And then he said, because the sex was so good. Like, he didn't want to stop having sex with me.
2: Feel so- or
1: so Yeah. And it was, like, essentially along the lines of, like, I've only been with you because I enjoyed having sex with you. And obviously he listens to this and, like, I don't know if that's what he meant, but that's how I interpreted it and that's how I've carried it for the last six years, but... That really fucked with me for a long time, and I'm not going to, like, dance around it. Like, that's a super painful thing for someone to hear. Like, I clearly cared a lot about him, and I wrote the best poem I've ever written.
2: <laughs> the one that you wrote the other day? No, no. Oh, oh my oh, God. Oh. That was not about him. Oh, my God. That was just, like, a good poem. He like, in- just inspired after. <laughs> I'm a
1: read. poet, guys. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, like, I clearly, like, had such, like, strong emotions for this person that, like, I... Yeah, he, like, inspired a lot of creativity in me, Mm -hmm. Um, and that's – I think that, like, is a lot for me. Like, I'm a really creative person, but for someone to inspire me to do something, that's pretty big. Yeah. Anyways, um, I I was really devastated when he told me that, and I've had to, like, carry that knowledge with me and, like, work on that in therapy, and, like, you know, we've all experienced something where someone has said something to us – Or treated us a certain way that has affected how we treat relationships down the line. And this has really greatly impacted how I treat sex and how I feel about sex. Like, there needs to be a lot of trust for me. And um, it's especially because, like, he betrayed that trust so much. And... Um, so after he listened, he reached out to me and he was like... Well, first he called me and I was getting the mail. So I came back and I saw that he had called me and I missed it. And I was freaking the fuck out. I was like, oh my god, he listened to me talk about our sex life. Yeah, immediately. <laughs> like, we haven't talked in six years. And um, I thought there was no fucking way he would listen to it. So then I'm like freaking out to Amelia. And... um. He, then he DM'd me on Instagram after I didn't answer the phone. You know that he
2: did that just so he knew if you saw it. Yeah,
1: probably. So he DM'd me and he was like, hey, I, want, I wanted to let you know I listened to the podcast and was very flattered, blah, blah, blah. I'd love to catch up with you. And I was like, oh my God, I totally didn't think that you'd listen to this. And then I was like, you know what? I'll be like honest with you because we're probably never going to see each other again. Like I was really devastated when you ended things because I remember – specifically you saying that you were only with me because you enjoyed having sex with me. And that was really hard for me to deal with. And, um, like, you know, my, speak your truth, guys. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't need to protect anyone else's feelings. No. Um, especially, like, this is something that I've had to cope with for a long time now. Yeah. And it's affected how I treat sex even now.
2: Um You are only responsible for your feelings. If somebody's hurt in the process of you being honest with them about how you're feeling, then that's yeah. that's on them to work through. Well
1: his actions made me feel that way. Mm-hmm. So and so it's it's in I'm allowed your best to own that experience. To own it. Totally. So we I was like still I was like fine with like FaceTiming him. Um I did feel more like it was for him than for me. You
2: FaceTimed? I thought you were just on the phone. No, we FaceTimed. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah,
1: he looks the same. Um but we FaceTimed, and he was, like, honestly, I mean, I, I've always, like, known how I dealt with things was was not great. And, like, I know I hurt your feelings. Um, and, yeah, he's, it's weird to me that he waited six years to talk about it. Or, to, like, he could, like, anytime he thought of me, if that's how he had felt, like, felt guilty, he still waited for me to, uh, like, publicly address that Uh, like, address his existence, I get. I don't know. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I don't even know how to phrase this. Like, he's had six years to reach out to me. And then I was like, did you not think to... Did you not think about, like, how I had felt or, like, how you had dealt with this situation until I was talking about it on a podcast? And then he was like, no, I've always, like, felt bad.
2: I was talking to somebody about this the other day, how, like, I feel like it's never... I think men and women but in this in this situation men always know that they're do that they've wronged someone I think everybody has that level of awareness that they know that they've wronged someone but the difference is owning up to it mm-hmm. isn't that an interesting phenomenon that's like everybody knows when they're doing something wrong but it's a different level of maturity to actually admit and apologize for the wrongdoings and people do not do that enough yeah like people people can't just own up to their mistakes and a lot of the time that's all that we need like we don't need you to right your wrongs we just need you to acknowledge that you hurt us and I think that a lot of people think that just not acknowledging the hurt makes it go away like well if I apologize then it's maybe they're not upset and it's going to point out the fact that I did something wrong and so I just won't say something like there's I don't know what the line of thinking is But I'm always the first, like I always want to squash a situation when I've upset someone and a lot of people don't have that and it's hard for me to fathom not wanting to just get rid of the like cloud hanging over everyone, you know? If he was feeling like that for six years, yeah, why not address it sooner? Don't you want to rid yourself of that bad energy and just be like, I'm sorry that I hurt you and move on? Even if you weren't pressed about it, which he knows that you were, but even if you weren't, Shouldn't he want to just make sure that he, like, does the right thing and apologizes to you before he moves on with his life? It's something mm-hmm. that happens way too often. And it always, like,
1: if they do, if someone does apologize, it's always because you have been the one to initiate it in some aspect. Mm-hmm. But uh, the my point five update is, so I haven't edited the third episode yet, but I do talk a lot about my Twitter Bay. and um, it's been about a week since we recorded that episode. and I've had a lot of time to like think about it and continue processing how it made me feel. And I decided earlier today that I was just gonna share like how it made me feel when he ghosted me because you know, I'm not trying to get anything out of him. Or out of the rest of this situation, I think it's – I've processed it enough to be like, well, that really fucking hurt my feelings. And also, like, do I want to continue having, a like, a situationship with someone who can't just, like, be honest with me? I had texted him and said, like – I <laughs> I was like, I'm going to talk to you about this before it, like, comes out in our podcast. And considering, like, the guys who have reached out to us, I want to address it to you – If I'm going to be so public about it, I, like, I want you to know about it first. So, uh, I said that. I said that he hurt my feelings. And then I also ended it kind of, like, yeah, it was still fun. Like, I still think, like, he's hot and,
2: like, cool. But, I don't know. It's it's been weird. I know. I think, I said this to you before when we were talking about it, but I think that it's so important in any situation to move forward knowing that you did everything that you could have done. Done to the to the point of you feeling okay about where you leave the situation. Yeah, like you've like you did what you did. You sent him a gift, then you told him that, like how how this is now. Like I'm okay with it, and then he chose not to respond to that. I gave him like two for weeks, two weeks, yeah, <laughs> and then you could have just rolled over and been like, okay, you, like you win. I guess we're just not going to talk. But instead, you took the power back again. And told him how you felt and how he hurt you and you ended it on a good note. And if he doesn't respond to you, that tells you so much about the type of person that he is. Not that he's, like, a bad person. Like, it's not black and white like that, but he's clearly immature. Mm -hmm. He doesn't know how to handle basic human emotion. He doesn't know how to be courteous and considerate with how you are feeling about things. Of course, the easiest thing to do is to ghost somebody of course, but that's not the kindest thing to do. It's not the most mature thing to do. It's you. You are. You have no regard for how the other person is feeling when you decide just to be like, "Well, I'm just going to walk away. So I don't have to have a conversation about it." Like, it that sucks. That's not yeah. fair. Yeah. Well,
1: and I think like my my experience with Father John Frodo shows that you are always going to carry guilt about this. Mm-hmm. Like, just address it. Yeah. It's totally fine. And like, there's no shame in addressing it. I don't know. Like, if someone hurts your feelings, like, you're fucking allowed to tell them that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's that's your piece. And, like... I, and I'm not blaming him
2: as a person. I don't no. think he's a bad person. No. But, like, his actions hurt my feelings. I think that he is, without divulging too much information, he's at, like, such a turning point in his life. You and I have talked totally. about this so much. Totally. He's at such a turning point when in his life. I think...
1: Life. Yeah. So, he's, like, uh, like, two and a half years younger than me or mm-hmm. something. Um, and... I'm a pre I'm pretty realistic like I'm like okay you don't live anywhere near me Mm -hmm. um this is like mostly only sexual and that's perfectly fine with me like I have no intention of making this develop into something else um and also like you're at a fucking different time in your life even though it's only been I was his age two and a half years ago I that's not that long ago but you change so much between then and now and I was just like the shit you're going through you need to like fucking experience that on your own mm-hmm. like you have to go through your own shit you're <laughs> you're 26 like I, I remember like when I was 26 again not that long ago but my life and my personality were so fucking different than they are now yeah like Your I'm sure it's
2: are such a time, yeah. For, like, figuring out who you are, yeah. Yes, Still like that
1: that, out. that time span of like going between like 26, you're like realizing you what you thought bef- you knew you wanted is completely different. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh fuck! Like I graduated and I thought like I was just gonna get a job in my field right away, <laughs> and that's never true. No, and no one prepares you for that. No. Um... And like the the emotional roller coaster of that, and like you're like starting and ending serious relationships, you're figuring out who you really are, and most importantly, who you want to be. And then you're like, how the fuck do I become that person? Like, that all really happens very heavily at 26 yes. and 27. Your life just changes so fucking much, and like I'm even, right 28. Yeah. <laughs> even 28, yeah, even 28. <laughs> Things are starting to settle down for me, guys, but. Not not completely. <laughs> I think they're still like, figuring it out. The length
2: of your twenties are the time. God, I'm like, are be... they over yet? I feel like a different. I'm person. ready to be 35. I'm just like, fuck all. Of this. It's exhausting. It's a scam. I keep thinking I know myself and then I don't, which is a weird thing as a human to experience. Shouldn't we know ourselves the best? Mm-hmm. And we do not. No, I know. Twenties are a wild ride.
1: So I'm gonna read a story. She sent me a picture of this guy too. <gasps> and he actually
2: okay. So I'm gonna have to show right? it to okay. you.
1: Okay, so this story says. I went to a pool party with a friend, and it was all her boyfriend's friends, so I didn't know anyone. I showed up, and this guy started talking to me, who had a mark under his nose. It pretty much looked like he drew on a Hitler mustache with a mark with marker as a joke. I ignored it because he seemed like the kind of guy who wanted you to acknowledge it, but uh, because he thinks he's hilarious, and I don't want to give him the satisfaction. He started talking to me and was flirting a ton. He was kind of a tool like I expected, but I didn't mind the conversation. Some drunk guy at the pool walks up to him and says, Dude, you have something on your lip, haha. Ha. And Hitler abruptly says, It's a birthmark. I was so glad I didn't ask about the stash since it wasn't a joke and clearly did not he clearly did not enjoy people noticing it. <laughs> he ended up getting my number from my friend and asked me to go on a date with him. At that point in my life, I was going on dates with anyone just to see who was fun, what kind of guy I was looking for, all that jazz. He picks me up in a Mustang, another plus one for being a tool, (laughs) (laughs) and we we go to a sushi restaurant. We sit down, and he clearly doesn't know what to talk about because he ends up asking me if I like to cook and if I make chili. He then goes on to ask me what my chili recipe is and then proceeds to explain each ingredient and each step in his special chili recipe. <laughs> Riveting. <laughs> Hitler talked to me uh, about chili for fucking 15 minutes. I didn't kiss him at the end of the night and we never went out again. LOL. Fast forward six months and I start going to this climbing gym near my house. Guess who I see almost every time I go? hitler (laughs) i feel uncomfortable saying hitler so
2: many times (laughs) and he's gonna like appear in a mirror
1: (laughs) god i hope not
2: (laughs) anyways um
1: (laughs) almost every time i'm there he is there and every time he pretends he doesn't see me so we're doing the awkward dance of pretending we don't know each other and staying on opposite sides of the gym So, yeah, that was my time. I went on a date with Hitler and the mustache ended up not being the worst part about him. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, that's saying something. And then she signed it with her real name because she, like, didn't care who knew. Um, But she did send me a picture of this guy. Let me pull it up for you. I'm so excited to see it. I think she sent it to me on Instagram. Because I, like, I messaged her and I was like, oh, my God, thank you for sharing this. This is hilarious.
2: I feel so bad for him that he was given this mark under his nose. I'm sure he is also disappointed. (laughs) I'm sure he is. I'm sure he's upset about it. (laughs) Amelia put her hand over her mouth. It's so much worse than I thought it was going to be. He has to. There's options. Why didn't he grow his facial hair out? Grow your facial hair out or go get it. Like, I would. You guys, it's so bad. I would go under the knife to get it removed. Honestly, yeah. It's. That is a full Hitler stash, like it's. What is it's that? Not is it a, a mole, joke,
1: you guys? Well, if it's a birthmark, it's probably just a discoloration. He's really
2: handsome otherwise. That's yeah. really sad, like because that's like a that's a plight, like that you are that. You, oh, it makes sense why his conversation skills are
1: off. Oh my, I'd be so and aware just, that like, I have this thing like it it literally looks like a legit Hitler style. And it's like
2: it takes up so much. It's like from like the Directly bottom of his, under nose, his nose right to his lip and then like and then it's like the span of his nose too. So it it's it looks like it looks like he drew it on to look like <laughs> Hitler. That's so sad. Poor guy. That's not even something that could be like ha ha. Isn't that kind of funny? It's not. That's sad. Wow. <laughs> sad. Oh my god.
1: Wow. It's too bad that both Hitler and Charlie Chaplin had the same facial hair.
2: Yeah, because that is also a Charlie Chaplin mustache. Was Charlie Chaplin trying to look like Hitler though? No, he just had that.
1: I think it was a look for the time. Um, yeah, maybe it sounded like it was... something that Hitler was like. Maybe Can I you do this. imagine like <laughs> taking like something fashionable of the time and becoming such an awful person that like no one will ever do that you again? Just killed the look. Yeah. Otherwise, just wear a bowler hat all the time. So then you just to lean into Chaplin the Charlie bit. Chaplin. <laughs> <laughs> like you can't
2: wear like a constructed your, <laughs> jacket at any point
1: your options are to wear a bowler hat yeah or grow a beard <laughs> okay. okay well thanks
2: for sharing your stories with us we love you so we much love you are our children
0: <laughs> what do we call them
2: i think like the people that send in stories are the choir the choir yeah. preaching to the choir or preaching to the choir anyway love you bye <laughs> bye bye, bye. bye. That was my impression of our theme song.